You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. My name is Nick Sperry. I'm Andrew. Catherine. And Emily. This week, we have some very special guests. Two pillars of our community, as they just introduced themselves, Catherine Axera and Emily Rastel, are joining us. And I just want to thank you both for uh, making the time during your lovely weekdays. I'm sure you're both busy to join us for, for this episode. I'm super excited. Thank you. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for having us. Of course. We've got um, a lot to, to talk about with you, too. But um, first, I just want to shout out the X-Wing community really quick. I don't know if y'all heard, but um, in wake of there not being any X-Wing-specific announcements or coverage for Atomic Mass Games mini extravaganza, the X-Wing community took it upon themselves to do an X-Wing extravaganza where it was just a bunch of different streams from across the world streaming X-Wing. Um, that was just a couple of days ago that that ended. And uh, I just wanted to give the community a shout out. I think that's pretty cool. Don't think it was yeah. out of spite at all. It was just kind of I, fun. I was going to say it was very cool. You know, it's always fun when the community comes together like that and, and shows that, you know, there's interest and support. Yeah, did I did anybody get a chance to uh watch any of the extravaganza that just happened? Any of tuning into any of the streams or anything like that? I caught some of the content on Viper and some of Pim's painting. I caught Pim's painting as well. That was fun. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, I I think that it's worth mentioning that there are some um you know, the, the elephant in the room with with this whole situation, you know, won't spend too much time on it, but, you know, maybe just some implications or things that people are are, are, are thinking about right now when it comes to um, maybe where the priorities are with uh, Atomic Mass Games and their new baby. Shatterpoints is, is, a, is a big new deal for them. Um, yeah, I, I think that one of the biggest reasons why Armada and X-Wing weren't uh, mentioned in the uh, mini extravaganzas because Shatterpoint is uh, is important for them to get their sales, you know, where they want it to be, and it's just the newest thing. I'm curious what y'all think about that, and if you've had the chance to play Shatterpoint, I haven't had the chance to demo it yet. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I haven't played it. I've seen someone else play it next to me while I was playing an X-wing game. That's as close okay. as I've gotten. <laughs> you were exposed to it. I was. I was slightly exposed to it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I Catherine, got to see the demo at Adepticon oh, this neat. year. Uh, so yeah, I've, I haven't got to play it, but I saw that you know, seeing the demo, um, yeah. it looks good. What did, what were your yeah. so beyond that? What were what were your Im impressions of the game? Is it something that you would be in, like? Would you be someone that would buy this game? I mean, the price point is not cheap, right? <laughs> Uh, yes, I would probably buy into it if I, you know, if my situation wasn't as it was currently, yes, I would definitely look into it. It's got a lot of cool stuff going on. I, I was, I was very excited when, uh, when they announced it. Um, I thought it looked great and, uh, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I've, I know all the rules. <laughs> I watched like YouTube oh, wow. videos on how to play it. I wanted to do, uh, go to our local game store cause they had a demo kit. So I've just been looking for someone else to to get it. Um, I think that even though yeah, it's a it's a high high price point, what you get with it is um, really good right. at that price point. I mean, um, very few mini games uh, give you a full squad that you could field in a tournament out of the main box. 
Uh, and not only do they give you that full squad, they give you a ton of terrain pieces and stuff too. Um, and that's why I think that, you know, AMG is, is really pushing Shatterpoint right now. They want this to do well. They've made it pretty enticing for you to go out and buy it. Like, I think that for the, the components that you get in it, it, possibly could be like under cost in the core set i don't know like the the individual pieces that you can buy with it um because they give you a lot there and they've put a ton of emphasis with local game stores by with with demo kits they you can tell at even at gen con they had a lot of um materials and uh, like marketing materials and and banners and things like that for shatterpoint so i can you know just tell right now that they are really really trying to push the strong out of the gate they also have a lot of competitors that are going to be sharing the same audience so they're trying to get the people who play marvel crisis protocol trying to get yeah. the people that are into warhammer like their their kill team stuff yeah i mean it's uh you guess probably wondering this isn't a shatterpoint podcast no it's not it's not a shatterpoint podcast but uh it's it's just I think it's a really it's it does relate to X-Wing because it is a potential uh, for at least for the short term obstacle when it comes to how people feel about Atomic Mass Games prioritizing X-Wing. I, I, I think that for a while Shatterpoint will be the only thing that they focus on in terms of a daily, weekly, monthly report, transmissions, everything I think is going to be more about Shatterpoint for a while. But it doesn't mean that X-Wing is dead. I think that a lot of folks have drawn that conclusion. It doesn't feel good to feel like you're, maybe your games have put on pause. Um, however, we still have all of the OP stuff coming up. I'm going to Worlds Qualifier in a couple of days, and by the time this comes out, I will have been at Golden State Games. So there's still a lot to look forward to, but I get it. On, on one hand, I understand, oh, I wish we got to hear about something coming up for X-Wing, but on the other hand, I think it's pretty obvious from a business perspective that this game is, yeah. is really their number one priority for a while yeah i'm gonna disagree with that i've yeah go for it i mean they had a whole weekend full of discussions and painting and stuff they could take one hour just to talk about what they have going up coming up for x-wing and stuff i don't disagree with that either i mean i not to say that it excuses not mentioning at all um there have been some you know interesting reports on how the twitch stream has been handled and everything like that which i'm not even going to go into the rabbit hole of that but I, I think that some folks um, are the alarm bells are ringing for them and maybe are jumping to conclusions. And then other folks are more reasonably concerned, which I, I think is, is something I can understand. Um, but, yeah, they should definitely, I think, should have maybe spent a little bit of time unless unless product future product is on hold or they're just like they just don't feel comfortable speaking to it yet. Um, I think the true marker will be if if by Adepticon, if we don't get news and updates and announcements on things, then I think it's very reasonable to be very concerned. That, that would be take. very concerning. Yeah, that's my take. Emily, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have kind of fallen out of the X-Wing news cycle um, just in the past like year or so, just as I've gradually like played the game less and less and like you know um so i don't i can't really you know speak to that aspect of it i think that um you know leaving x-wing out of 
one you know mini extravaganza doesn't necessarily make a pattern um but i agree i would be concerned if that continues in the sense that like we just haven't had a lot of like i i haven't heard a lot of new stuff about x-wing in terms of like actual like big product releases and so i think you know that's what's making people anxious is the lack of you know battle of endor anything. i think is what everyone wants to hear about right now yeah, was, <laughs> i mean that was the, the last, last big thing yeah the last news we got was at uh adepticon and of course you know mm -hmm. they announced the starters which we've got and they announced the bomber and 2400 re-release which we got mm -hmm. uh, so now's like a good time to be like giving us a little update on endor or uh, Something, the yeah. next scenario pack or the next squadron pack or other right, starters yeah. oh well, that's yeah. that going? starters is the real big thing i'm like well hey what's the rumor there's these other five starter sets we're talking or, about or the gunboat <laughs> reprint that they've been uh, <laughs> gunboat teasing for a long time they've been teasing that for a while yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you would think that they would want to maintain the momentum you know because like you know a game like x-wing that is kind of predicated around this constant release cycle like i understand that there was you know a lot of hiccups i'm sure in the transition between ffg and amg and long production lead times and all that blah 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 but like mm -hmm. yeah you would think that even with the you know as nick said i'm sure obviously the main focus is shatter point that's understandable but i feel like they would have wanted to at least keep up some kind of momentum with x-wing if it's continuing to you know be a game that they're developing and putting new stuff out for like yeah yeah absolutely and a game that still has a large worldwide community yeah yeah, yeah. indeed so some people are going to say that like <laughs> atomic mass games like really doesn't like x-wing players i think right now i think atomic mass games specifically those who are on the twitch streams like will schick i think there's there's certain x-wing players that are annoying them i mean i don't know <laughs> if i could say that they just don't like x-wing players because i think that's just kind of a weird broad statement to make um but some x-wing players have gotten themselves banned from the, the mm -hmm. twitch their twitch streams and i think some of them are a little shocked because they were just asking about x-wing product and amg's like this isn't what we're doing um they had released a, tra a transmission basically telling people to not cyber bully which i thought was very interesting um not necessarily normal to have to get a reminder to the community to not act like, a, you know, an asshole to each other and to the <laughs> AMG. It's just a lot. I don't really, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I think we're all trying to, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to look at it as like, look, it's a lot of drama and it's just going to like dissipate. It's really not that big of a deal, like whatever, but it is interesting. Like that's the thing that happened and has been happening recently. And that reminds me of an important question. Um, what are your, uh, What's the uh, age slash family thing on this? Can I curse? Yeah, edit, so editors note will cut yeah. this part out, Andrew. Thirteen, PG thirteen. Keep it PG thirteen. Good, good to know. Yeah, try not. I think I've dropped like an f bomb. I'd say just try not to drop a ton. We we have. We're we're about one an episode. That's fine. Yeah, no right. problem. Yeah. I I have I controls. I just need to know if I need to turn them on or not. <laughs> I I appreciate you asking that. Yeah. Um, anything else uh, before we move on here about this topic? <laughs> An interesting topic. Uh, I, I ain't got anything. They should have done something. That's all. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice just to get like a, an update or a, just an acknowledgement. That's always good. Um, but otherwise, you know, I think everyone in the community also understands it's a small team with a, a new product. Um, yeah. 
so I'm I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt if yeah like I uh, like Emily was saying if the pattern continues in and this is becomes worrisome then that's then but you know it was Just really cool wins. though to see the community come together and do extravaganza <laughs> exactly uh, in response exactly. to show just you know how popular what a missed opportunity that was for AMG so they're probably less likely to do that next year um and it's also cool that you know to know that like we you don't need AMG necessarily to keep uh, X-Wing uh cool and alive yeah X-Wing players have for a long time been doing our own thing mm-hmm what was it, Emily, in the the, the Midwest, your, the, the scrub cast, we said, what is it, that episode was called, like, X-Wing is dead, long live X-Wing? Oh, yeah, that was a blog post, actually, that Dan oh, okay. wrote, but yes, yes, it was, it was a blog post, um, because we are technically a blog, even though we pretty much never post anymore, but yes, when, uh, when, you know, 2.5 was announced. Dan, you know, wrote this post about, yeah, X and called it X-Wing is dead, long live X-Wing, which of course everybody misinterpreted, you know, obviously. Um, what he was trying it's a to say. Title, yeah, yeah yes. it was it was provocative, yes. Um it's good SEO. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the marketer in me is like Chef's kiss. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on to the the top of the topic at hand here for our episode today. Really excited about this. Emily and Catherine are uh, two women in X-wing who are notable parts of the community. Catherine has ingrained herself in X-wing for several years. Catherine, I don't know exactly how long, so I just said several years because it's just an easy way to just cover my bases. Which is sure several years. How long have you been a part of the X-wing community now? Would you say? Uh... I mean that I guess that depends on how you want to rate it. I mean I started playing X Wing or like Wave Four first edition. Yeah, a long time. It's been a while. Um, yeah. That was back with the uh took part in some team covenant events and stuff like that in Vassal League. Vassal um, yeah, cool. Then, That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Indeed. As far as like being like active in the community and stuff, of course, I started following GSP in 2018. Um, it's around the 2019 where I started doing some major events and several years as exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you've been an active part of both the physical community at events and active across the online space. Uh, you've been a loyal supporter of our channel since we started streaming, and of course, GSP and, and many other x-wing streams like uh nickel city x-wing so just wanted yeah. to give you a proper shout and, and thank you for being a uh, a very recognizable and great part of the x-wing community for as long as you've been playing Happy i was gonna to say yeah. here yeah you were there since uh, i started playing and i uh, really enjoyed watching you on nick streams mm-hmm. yeah never bet against Catherine. on the other on the other side here we've got emily who's been a pillar of the midwest tournament scene as well as the content creation side. You've been yeah. a frequent host and staple of the Midwest Scrubs with their Midwest Scrub blog and, of course, their podcast, the Midwest Scrubcast, which you can find on most major platforms, including Spotify. You will give you a proper shout for the podcast at the end of the episode, too. Okay. And links yeah. to your podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, like- the podcast... I would say the podcast has been going... Uh, maybe since 2019. Yeah, I think 2019 since we've been doing the podcast. And it was a blog for like maybe a year before we started podcasting, I think. So 
it's been a while now. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a great time. You've had me on before, yeah. and I think it's finally returned the favor and holding you hostage for an hour <laughs> on our podcast. There we go. <laughs> All right, so it's, def- it's definitely one of the more fun podcasts in, in X Wing, and even when Absolutely. you're not talking about X Wing stuff, it's, uh, it's right. Uh, which, which you know, which you fair do. warning, <laughs> fair warning. Anymore, we barely even talk about X Wing. Like we, yeah. it has devolved into a, you know, Matt, Dan, Clint, and Emily just talk about whatever they want to talk about. Podcast. Pretty I, much, I was so. gonna say the the like uh, the the last couple ones on uh, Pokemon Unite uh, has. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> really fueled me because i was like hey i play that game that's great <laughs> yeah that's awesome <laughs> all right yeah, i'm not as lame as i thought <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or we're all lame together one or the other right well yes that, i mean honestly that's what it is but uh i was like i know i know that yeah the, the midwest scrubs are like the cool people in x-wing <laughs> well thanks <laughs> Kindred spirits. i don't know if that's accurate but i'll take it <laughs> to me you're cool to me oh, that's all that matters okay. if andrew thinks yeah. you're cool that is that's all that matters uh-huh yeah so, Andrew, I'll take the first. Do you want to alternate questions, or do you want me to just take the first so you do the last two? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Which one would you prefer? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I meant, like, yeah, you taking the first. Like, if you want to start this off, yeah, I think that'd be great. Cool. All right. So, gaming of all kinds has largely been dominated by, by men, by the male presence. Um, I just want to ask both of you, like, why, why do you think that is? It might seem obvious for some folks, but... Let's dive into this a little deeper. Why do you think that's the case? Well, uh, first. <laughs> <laughs> raise your hand. I can't see your hand. Um, Catherine. Yeah. Pick yes. Um, why do I think that is? Um, partially, it's going to come down to, I think, just culture and society. I mean, I think that's just a big overarching thing. Yeah. To where, I mean, I don't have enough answers. Obviously, I'm from um, Gen X. Um, and this sort of, I mean, even at my age, uh, this sort of gaming and stuff was rare, uh, even amongst men. You know, like only only the biggest nerds and dweebs were into it. Yeah. So it wasn't even well uh, broad there um, so it's definitely not being invited for uh, women to be in part of and whatnot do you do you uh, think about fantasy. in your case do you think about like the fact that like do you think about this at all like you being does that do you think about being a woman playing these games Is it, with you being gen x and your situation the cultural aspect like you mentioned is that even something you're like like you take a step back and think about or is it just kind of like it, 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 whatever Right, because we're pretty progressive um, these days. Yeah, um, I'd say most of the time I don't think about it, but it's it's come up on a few times where you know I encounter just a, a gaming situation, and you know I'm used to by now I'm seeing you know whatever game I'm at, you know there's a bunch of men all at that table, uh, very rarely seeing another woman, and I've just become very used to it to a point where I don't think about it most of the time. Yeah. Um, but it has been improving, of course. Yeah, I mean, Emily would have... In general, it's becoming more mainstream uh, for everyone. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Emily? Yeah, like... I mean, I do think a lot of it, obviously, is a is a culture thing, right? Like, you know, um, I am... Am I millennial, technically? 
I, I think I'm a millennial. Um, but like you're ruining I, this country is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're all made so, up. So, like, I mean, but you know, when I was a kid, I mean, like, there were like, you know, video games were for boys, and you know, toy spaceships were for boys, and you know, like that kind of thing, right? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when I was a kid, like that's how it was, and I, I. I think it's less that way nowadays. Like I also don't have kids and don't like have a lot of close friends who have kids either. So like, I don't really like know, <laughs> but yeah. like, um, I like how far that's progressed for kids. But like, you know, it, it kind of starts when you're young, you know, the, you know, boy toys versus girl toys and that kind of thing. And, you know, so it's just sort of this subtle, like cultural thing that encourages boys to go, you know, in certain directions and girls to go in another right and so what's what's been interesting to me like looking around nowadays it's i actually feel like i see more women particularly doing things like rpg gaming or like more like or like board gaming not necessarily like tabletop gaming but like board gaming you know mm -hmm but not as many i don't see as many doing like x-wing or other tabletop games yeah the miniature scene is taking a bit longer to integrate yeah it's 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 slower definitely it feels like and i'm assuming that's partly because tabletop games are so like crunchy maybe you know like there's that extra barrier to entry that maybe doesn't yeah. even it's not as gendered necessarily but it there is yeah. that sort of like extra barrier to entry there where it's like you know you have to have a lot of free mental space to you know to contemplate really diving into a a game like x-wing at least to the point where you're coming out and like being seen as part of the community like obviously we have no idea how many women are playing tabletop x-wing you know because we just don't know right but at least in terms of getting deep enough into the game to like come out to tournaments and you know do stuff out in the community and be seen right like there's there is a level of you know commitment there that's not as deep for other games right um yeah and you know if you're you know if you're a if you're a woman, you know, statistically, you're also more likely, if you're an adult woman, you're statistically more likely to be like doing more household work, more, you know, kids work, like that kind of thing, right? And so you've just got that much less space then versus a male counterpart. If you, especially if you have a family, you have that mm -hmm. much less space to be doing other stuff. Like I know all kinds of guys in playing X-Wing who have families and like, you know they you know they, their families sometimes do impact whether they can show up for events but you know they still seem to be able to like have the space to make it work but maybe that's tougher for women you know i don't know it's just i think a, families is definitely uh, a big natural part of it if you have a family i think it makes it more complicated um mm -hmm. yeah versus you know it makes well, every hobby more complicated yeah yeah more yeah and also star wars this is a star wars game and um yeah. i mean i'll be honest i don't know a ton of women who like act actively like love star wars you know mm -hmm. star wars is very popular and it's very mm -hmm. you know pop culture like it's become with disney very very popular um mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that people share a, a deep-rooted love enough for it to be playing games like star wars x-wing you know well right i think that, that oh sorry oh, go ahead 
I was just gonna say I think that goes back to what I said about you know toy spaceships being for boys and you know that kind of, like there was this just kind of like you know Star Wars is about you know uh you know spaceships shooting and laser swords and high adventure and that okay. sort of stuff is just like you know uh in society that's deemed as more of a you know a guy thing or whatever mm. right i'm gonna yep. dissent on the uh star wars thing a bit i think within the past uh two decades we've seen uh a lot more acceptance of uh, like women as Star Wars fans, mm -hmm. um, especially I come from like a cosplay background as well, mm -hmm. so I am accustomed to seeing uh, women embracing Star well Star Wars in this regard, and seeing uh, just a lot of fans, um, but taking that fandom and trying to apply it to uh, a game that requires a tactical mindset as well as a competitive mindset. Um, is an extra bridge, right? Yeah, and I, I don't want I don't want anyone to think that I was suggesting that there isn't plenty of, of women who do love Star Wars, especially been a Star Wars celebration. Um, very apparent Indeed. that there is great diversity um, of fans. Um, but like, if you were to just take pockets of random places around your local game stores, it it would skew still. Um, yeah, yeah, it would just yeah, it's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's a good point. Um, go, Andrew, go ahead with the, the next question. You could probably skip the first part of it because we kind of answered that already. Yeah, I think, I think we, that, that's why I was kind of, I was trying to, to get around that though. Um, but I, um, has, has being a, a woman impacted your introduction or just being a part of the X-Wing community in general, positive or, you know, or negatively? Um, and, uh, is there, and yeah. I, I guess what was your personal experience in, in coming to X-Wing and, and being in X-Wing? Go ahead. What? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> me? Okay. Me first this time. All right. So, um, like, yeah. So as far as being a woman in the hobby, so like I, I got into the hobby through my husband, <laughs> um, who originally was like he's the big star wars nerd of the two like, yeah you gotta right? start somewhere yeah uh-huh and so he was like oh there's this you know there's these star wars tabletop games you know x-wing and armada and stuff we should look into this you know and so he just kind of dragged me along with him and you know it took me longer than him to like work my way up into like okay this is a game that i really you know enjoy and i'm really like playing and all that and definitely like the first while it was like i was more of you know the tag along wifey who you know is just like showing up you know to play with him and then you know i eventually became you know uh, a player in my own right and and you know yeah and i did you know feel a little bit awkward about that initially but like also i'm just i'm a socially awkward shy person and so like it's hard to it's hard to divide the layers of social awkwardness between which ones have to do with me being a woman in a largely male space and which ones have to do with me just being awkward. <laughs> like, yeah. to be honest, yeah. right. like, I don't, I don't know if I can divide those layers of the onion really. Like I, cause I mean, you know, like 
like because there are definitely times you know when i'm having a game with you know especially with somebody i don't know well like i will say like the local st louis community has i can't remember having ever been anything but welcomed here right yeah. like you know and broadly speaking i think that's been my experience across all the stuff i've been to all throughout the midwest right like it's generally been just fine like in that regard um there will always be those occasional like awkward things of like oh someone's being a little you know patronizing to you maybe or you know or yeah. someone just like doesn't seem to know how to interact with you and then you're like are they awkward because i'm a female or are they awkward because they're awkward like you know like, i don't know but um but yeah like it's um it's hard to it's hard to like say that there's been like a huge impact but it is something that i'm aware of variously i was you know aware of the awkwardness of it when i was first you know started playing and then eventually i got comfortable with people and then it's fine like now i go out to a game night here in st louis and i don't even think about it right yeah that's um, great it's it's you know it's one of the aspects of me getting comfortable around other people but it's not the only one. I'm also just awkward. Like if I was to walk into a, a room full of women playing X-Wing or something, I would be equally awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I have in a room full of men playing X-Wing, right? Like it doesn't super matter in that sense. But yeah, yeah. I, I think it's been like, I don't, because I haven't really participated in a lot of other like gaming communities out like outside of X-Wing, I don't know what how it compares to like uh, you know the reception for women in x-wing versus other you know right. games um but broadly speaking my experience actually has been fairly positive um you know it's so basically the reason like i, I feel like the reason women are playing x-wing is probably not because the atmosphere is per se unwelcoming you know uh, other than just in the sense of the bare fact of it being dumb you know dominated yeah. by men a room full of men other than that bare fact i mean i don't feel like it's ever been for me unwelcoming at all yeah and that's great to hear mm -hmm. yeah um yeah Catherine, how about you uh yeah i can speak much the same as an introverted person that's uh socially awkward yeah. definitely uh makes things a bit more complicated um, as far as my background and stuff, I, um, gaming has been my life for a long time. I was, you know, first introduced at a young age to, you know, checkers and chess by my, you know, father, grandfather, great grandfather, um, oh, very cool. played all sorts of, you know, card games and whatnot. So I got into that and got into gaming and definitely had a very tactical and strategic mindset from the beginning. Um, I didn't get to do much gaming in high school, but once I got out of high school and college, I got involved in a lot of uh, different miniatures games um, throughout my life. Um, so by the time I got to X-Wing, I was you know, very experienced with the very idea of games and had you know, accustomed to that sort of atmosphere. Um, as far as X-Wing, as like Emily said, uh, I'd say overall it's been a very positive experience. And again, I don't think anyone was uh, doing anything on purpose. Uh, there have been, you know, the uh, occasional awkward occasion, 
um, yeah. with an individual where again you know a uh, situation is awkward are are they being patronizing it's kind of hard to tell um but generally x-wing's been a good experience um especially you know one by the time we got into it, it was 2015 or so. I forget when X-Wing came out, 2013, sometime yeah. around then. Oh, wow. It's, it's been around. So by then, I had already been uh, gaming years. for uh, 15 years, easily. Yeah, I mean, so you had, you had br- just mentioned it briefly about, you know, if, detecting if you have felt like you were, it, it had was a factor if you were treated differently. But I do want to, to to ask this. I mean, if maybe not just X-Wing specifically, but do you feel like you were assumed to have like less competitive or comprehensive skill around the game um, or treated differently by somebody who just didn't know you because you were a woman playing? Uh, yes, that has definitely happened on occasions, especially earlier in the 2000s. I encountered that a lot. Uh, in different games, um, which, you know, on the plus side meant they underestimated me a lot. So extra wins, I'll take them. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that has definitely occurred on a number of occasions. As far as X-Wing, um, not so much. Like occasionally there'll be a game or so where uh, I maybe have a slight vibe that maybe they are uh, underestimating me. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, uh, the X-Wing community has been uh, positive. Great to hear. Emily, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I can't think of any specific examples, right? Like, I have the vague sense that, like, yeah, there have been times here and there where I've gotten the sense of, like, you know, maybe someone's, like, and again, like, it, it's if it has happened, it's been subtle enough that it hasn't been, like, you know in your face like obvious that that's what they're doing right like i i occasionally have had the you know the sort of thing where like somebody's surprised by a move you made and you feel like they were like oh they were you know they were underestimating you you know or something like that right like that happens now and then but like nothing like blatant or in your face like i yeah i luckily do not feel like i've ever really had that kind of experience specifically in x-wing and that's great to hear Mm -hmm. yeah i i think um chauvinism is is certainly something that whether or not people are really intending to do it is something that can come out in cases where you're like at a tournament and you know you play somebody who maybe doesn't know you um it maybe they they're over explaining because they think that you don't know what they're doing or don't know that don't fully grasp the strategy or or have mm-hmm. and i don't know where that idea comes from it's just an inherently flawed part of human nature that's existed for a very 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 long time yeah, um that, that you know i i know of, <laughs> i know of a good friend of mine i won't you know name drop or anything but his uh his wife played x-wing for a little bit and she had experienced some chauvinism and and kind of condescending behavior from men because she was a woman um playing the game and um you know she didn't assume that they were trying to be a bad person but you kind of you take that the wrong way because it's not a a fair way to treat somebody um and um yeah it's just it's just it's interesting i i think most people um you know we collectively the four of us know most of the same people in the competitive x-wing scene we've been 
you know, we've been all over playing at different events. We've been, you know, podcasting with people, streaming with people, whatever, right? Um, so yeah, we don't experience, most people we know don't act like that. But um, yeah. you also have players coming from all over the place, different backgrounds, some more ignorant, um, some who don't know any better, not as an excuse, but they just don't know any better. And um, there's a lot of factors, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just know like my personal experience um, from coming from like the Magic the Gathering community, which is just such a, a large community in general. Um, the where, there. <laughs> yeah, I um, I've heard. I think uh, from what I've heard from from friends too, a lot of it comes down to um, like your local store or local group culture. Um, where you know we've been lucky enough to be living in um chicago like for our our personal stores here um have a very have a zero tolerance policy for um any sort of of behavior that would be uh against um any gender whatsoever um and and i think that everyone in in those stores and stuff respects that and so it doesn't allow it to exist or permeate here and so yeah yeah having your local store store culture is a is a big aspect of it too if you're if you're out there listening yeah yeah definitely be a good be an ambassador for not just the game but for um equality and, and comfort amongst all players you know making sure that people want to come back no matter for you know for no matter who they are they have a that they feel welcome and i mean that that leads to our last question actually um andrew i'll throw it to you yeah sure um so i was just like, thinking if you had any thoughts too if there's some ways that um x-wing or the gaming community can uh diversify or is there anything that x-wing needs to do to be more welcoming to um female gamers or um gamers who are um even antisocial? uh i think the best thing we have going on right now is you know i've encountered a lot of x-wing players that have daughters and you know and sons as well that they are uh teaching and growing up and having exposed to these opportunities and i think that's our primary at least for gaming in general uh avenue for making uh gaming more inclusive just getting into the next generation as for X-Wing specifically, because we well, can't promise X-Wing will last to the next generation, um, but uh, just being uh, you know, open uh, to allowing additional players to join in, um, no gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are ways to gatekeep that, that yeah. isn't just like gatekeeping by like curb stomping your opponent with your meta list instead of trying to like help them learn that's another that's there's very many ways you can gatekeep people out of coming back yes that, that is mm-hmm. uh i've i've been a game demo before and also being a woman uh there is the conscientiousness of when i'm demoing a game to make sure i am not uh I don't know how to word this properly. Obviously, I don't want to uh, assume that they have no idea what they're doing. But I also want to make sure I'm teaching them. So gauging where where their uh, level is without making any assumptions 
before I start uh, instructing. Yeah, and that's a skill in and of itself um, is is mm-hmm. just teaching X-Wing 2 because this is a, a complicated game that has uh, a lot of strategy and a lot going on that um, it took me a while to pick up on at least. So, Indeed. Yeah, making it accessible for new players is just that is just hard enough as a skill on its own despite trying to overcome anything else. Yeah, miniatures games just have that additional... Uh... Uh, entry point of yep. that, yeah, what that you have additional to learn barrier. to be able to do it. Yeah. How about the uh, Terrorastal? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't have much to add to that because, yeah, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, just keep trying to make your communities, like, you know, positive and friendly and, you know, if a uh, female person, you know, shows up to play at your store, you know, treat them more or less like you would anybody else, you know, like yeah. that. Cause that's the thing is like, I just want to show up to be an event and just, you know, be treated the same as anybody else. That's all, that's all I want, you know, like that's, and it's not, it's not that big of a, you know, it's not the big of a barrier. I mean, like, you know, we're all awkward and stuff. So like, obviously, you know, the social awkwardness is going to happen but like you know yeah. just as much as you can just you know treat everybody the same as you can and and that's like all we can do i do agree with the thing that Catherine said about you know um indoctrinating the next generation like absolutely yes like, <laughs> that's, that's a word <laughs> there it is yep <laughs> obviously um, don't brainwash them just give them <laughs> Introduce them. <laughs> it's inherently fun. This is an like, option. You don't have to play, but you know, right. uh-huh. we, when we're exposed to yeah. more opportunities, then we can uh, express our own independent yeah. interests. I mean, right. As as somebody who demoed X Wing a couple of times as well, um, I I think the number one goal, like above all else, I mean, obviously you're trying to teach the game, but the number one goal is to not overwhelm the person or people that you are that you have at the table like Indeed. keep them engaged as andrew said it's not you know it, it might seem like one of the simpler complicated games versus all the other games we could be playing right now but it's still complicated don't overwhelm you know whether and this goes for any situation with anybody whether you are demoing or it's a new you know a new player a returning player a kid somebody that you're trying to kind of pass the torch to or, or, or bring into your community yeah you you need to be mindful of how you're you know how you're behaving and acting and, and teaching um with them because if you overwhelm them you know there's a lot of reasons why people don't play this game it's not like this game is played by hundreds of thousands of people we're talking like maybe right now thousands couple i i i could boldly ballpark it um but people walk over and say that looks really cool, but it seems really complicated. That's the two things that I hear all the time. I tried yep. to explain to my dad what shields and hull were, and he's like, "You lost me." So some people <laughs> can't be saved, but you know. But other people, it's just it, you have to breadcrumbs. Be careful with how you uh, how you plant the seeds of the game. Well, I would say X Wing is also probably one of the harder games to teach, just because yeah. on top of the tactics and strategy, there's also spatial reasoning involved. Right. You gotta 
that's it's a lot to learn and adjust to the maneuvers and where where you're going to be and where they're going to be and you don't have boxes or squares or right. uh, inches to measure yeah. who's doing what where right yeah human the human element that that the human error is just a big part of the game because you know you set up a ship at a one degree off angle that matters it all matters yeah, you just got to, you know, practice doing geometry in your head uh, really well until it's just a vibe to you and uh, <laughs> and then you can't explain to anybody. Yeah. 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 Uh, math is not people's strong suit. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is really it, it's a, it's a not only is it, you know, a, an interesting conversation, but I think it's something that um because we've gotten to a really good place overall with um, women and, and Star Wars it, with the progress that we've made with women in gaming um, although X-Wing doesn't have a ton of, of, of women rep um, female representation right now um, I feel like you, you know two of you are great um, leaders uh, and you know figures of the community who happen to be women which is you know awesome um, but I mean it, we're in a place now where we've gotten progressive enough. We're more welcoming, but it still could be better. I would still love to see more representation in yeah. X-Wing and in, you know, all gaming. I think we would all prefer that, right? Like, Indeed. Um, Absolutely. But it's not something you can just solve. And there are some, we go back to culture, upbringing, societal perspectives and stereotypes and everything. And those are all pretty big yeah. barriers that we've started to chip away at. Yeah. And I mean, I, I will say, you know, just from from my perspective that we're I mean, I think it's a lot from what I've noticed it, since I've been playing just competitive games. Um, it's it's been better for me, like, like I've seen like more representation in just the past five years than I have, like even than in the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so it's great that it's moving in the right direction obviously still a long way to go but um uh definitely happy to see where where it's been going I mean, yeah what we really need is just we need a cultural injection of miniatures games into mainstream yes like we need a critical role of miniatures games yeah. that yeah. would introduce a lot of people and make people who have never even thought about these things interested in trying them to include a lot of women yeah was it Emily? Did you bring up RPGs earlier? Was that you? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's that was, a that's mm -hmm. a really great point because um, RPGs ha are really diverse. Like they're so popular now. Like everybody's playing an RPG. I feel like yes, I mean, it they just are got on a huge upswing right yeah, now. Yeah, huge upswing. That's partially to do things like Critical Role. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned Critical. Yeah, exactly. Um, definitely. I mean, so any for any closing or additional things about this before we uh move on nope uh for any woman that's hearing this or any person at all uh feel free to try things and just have fun that's all that really yes. matters I, I i i think it's i wanted to sh to put emily on the spot here you know emily you and clint both play x-wing i know clint's probably not playing x-wing as much right now but You've gotten to the yeah. point in your relationship where you just despise playing each other, whether it's at events or <laughs> casually, because you have to live yes. with each other. I just, yes, that's <laughs> amazing. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's yeah. We basically can't play against each other anymore because, um, yeah, we're both too, com 
we're both too competitive we're both too perfectionist um and like and the problem is when you like you know when you live with someone and you're really close to them and you know and you're married to them and all that and like you you let your guard down and you instead of put instead of you know when when you lose a ship instead of you know putting on your nice face and you know uh yeah. moving along you you allow yourself to feel emotions about that and then you know you those emotions vibe off the other person's emotions and then it's just a downward spiral into yeah. hell and you, so yeah. you know then you maybe just don't play each other anymore <laughs> yeah you get to be toxic <laughs> oh that's incredible I can uh, that all my past relationships do not want to play games with me. It's amazing. So we need to teach the next generation, but not, not, uh, not get too competitive with them. Yeah. Right. Uh, if it's your family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, keep inc- keep right. the games at home fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Unless you're to a point where you can safely compete against each other, like the Patrick or something. Right. I remember I had an ex-girlfriend where we were playing Monopoly with my family, and we were very into it, my family. And she, like, had to have a talk with me after the game was over. She's like, what was going on? Yeah. (laughs) What is uh, this? Mine, too. It's like, uh, especially games like Monopoly, anything can be a deal. Everything's on the table. Like, we're we're trading, you know, who's going to do dishes or mow the lawn. Like (laughs) Wow. um, (laughs) it's it gets cutthroat yeah uh there are alliances my like my brother tanked a game once uh uh so that he knew that he was gonna lose but he wanted to make it so that i couldn't win <laughs> like <laughs> like when you start bringing family spite into games yeah that's always great uh-huh. um yeah, yeah actually so- the game I, I think i mentioned it before where um i I X-Wing does is a game that does make me feel tilt more than I think any other game that I've played because it's just a game where if you make one mistake, you pay for it for possibly the next 30 to 40 minutes. Like every single turn is you're you've fallen off a ladder and you're just hitting every rung on the way down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah, it, yes. it's, there's a lot of dice in X-Wing, but it feels like, whether accurately or not, it feels like you have so much agency over what's yeah. going on. And so then it feels like when you make a mistake, because X-Wing has always felt very like chess-like to me, you yes, know, in the sense same. that like, obviously there's there's variance and it probably affects more, maybe more than we think it does. I don't know. It's hard to tease out the difference, but yeah, absolutely. It feels like you have so much agency over this outcome and then you do something wrong and you're like ah the whole thing is ruined <laughs> yeah, yeah and psa to those of you out there whether it be you know within your family or with your partner uh make sure you play games that that they, that you both you both actually want to play don't force somebody <laughs> to play a game that you like because you like it and if you are going to play a game i recommend less pvp <laughs> and yes. more co- cooperative where you yes. can because um you know in x-wing the idea of you uh destroying your girlfriend or your you know your your girlfriend destroying their boyfriend or whatever um you know you're you're you might make them feel bad so <laughs> actually when you i, when I here, play, folks play hotak yes yeah, uh, I, yeah i was gonna say uh when um the uh occasional times where um uh, my girlfriend will play with me i i use the uh x-wing ai and we're always on the same team 
mm-hmm. and uh, and we're going up against opponents uh, just from the AI. Smart man. And and that is also it's a great way to introduce people into the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. because it's, you know, they don't have to feel like they're going up against a veteran. And, um, uh, even when we have people at the store, like, yeah, splitting the squad and they're not, you know, they don't have to worry about commanding like a whole bunch of ships, maybe one or two. Um, and it can be very fun. Yeah. yeah I when think you take the... the idea of losing off the table, it becomes more appealing sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think Hotec was the first, was probably the first thing I played I don't remember for sure but like right around the time when Clint and I started playing like there was also a Hotag game going and like I remember joining that Hotag game like really on like that was a thing that appealed to me like as I was starting in and I got competitive later but like I still do enjoy some you know PvE X-Wing absolutely yeah. or PvE anything like co-op games are my favorite type of games co-op games are my favorite too um um uh Hotag is how I got into X-Wing Oh yeah, and nice. uh, yeah, and then um, I realized that oh, I've acquired uh, an entire faction, so maybe I'll try. <laughs> to, maybe I'll try playing it competitively. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's um, let's let's talk about uh, Ahsoka. We'll try not to talk about Ahsoka for too long. Um, this is a part, you know, part of the the podcast now, which I think by the time this episode comes out will be that we might be at the end or almost at the end of the show. So spoiler alert for those of you that might be behind or haven't started it yet. We won't go too deep into the spoilers, but I just I know that it is important to you all. It's important to me. So we're going to the spoiler alert. Yeah, we're going to talk talk episodes one through five episodes one through five. So first, let's do this. Let's go broad. I'm going to ask each one of you individually um, for your your first impression of the show. I challenge you to keep it within just like a few sentences. Like what were your, you know, a couple of things that you liked your impressions. So Catherine, I'll have you first. I'll have you start first. What are your impressions sure. of Ahsoka? Real simple. This show's amazing. I love it. We're getting a awesome deep dive into the mystical side of Star Wars. Um, it's a great uh, compliment to what Andor was doing. And I'm all for it. Nice. Uh, Emily? Yeah, broadly speaking, I have enjoyed it. I thought it started slow, um, but it's picking up steam. Um, Like, I have probably some nitpicks, but overall, broadly speaking, I'm enjoying it. Andrew, I know you and I have some overlapping opinions, but I'll obviously throw it to you. Yeah, um, uh, I'm gonna say uh, that. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, one, it's it's gorgeous. It's the cinematography is phenomenal. Um, the audio is phenomenal. Um, I have some some nitpicks with just like the characters, uh, but overall, I think it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, it definitely starts off slow, and then it's it's getting better. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I, I I'm a provocateur with certain things. Um. I can come off as a bit of an ass when it comes to my opinions on things. But with with the Soka, you know, keeping in mind that both Andrew and I both really like Rebels and, and, and Clone Wars um, you yeah. know, for the most part, um, which is an important note to make before stating this opinion. I was a little bit bored for a while. I just, you know, I wasn't disengaged completely. I was watching it right as it came out. I was still enjoying it, but I was a little bit bored. So as Emily said, it was start off slow. It picked up steam. Mm-hmm. 100% agree with that. I'm a lot more hooked now without going to, into too much detail. It took a while um, to get there. And um, yeah, we have bones to pick with certain things or maybe, you know, some of us do. Uh, but now, yeah, I 
I'm looking for. I'm I'm curious to see the next where the next couple episodes go because we're almost uh, at the end point of season one already. So I'm curious, Catherine, when you're saying that we're getting introduced to like the mystical, the, like the mysticism side of Star Wars, because I, I think I may have missed something um, uh, on on understanding that part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was curious on what what mysticism is, is in the show. Are they going over? Oh, sure. Um, I mean, we've got Jedi, we've got a Night Sister, we got a Dark Jedi um, with Balin. Uh, he's got his own apprentice who he's uh, teaching so it... in this mixed Jedi but not Jedi sort of way. Yeah, uh, we got okay. a we got a former Inquisitor who has also got some other stuff going on that we maybe don't have an answer on yet as of episode five. But green smoke. World between worlds. World between worlds, we got that. Um, you know, Anakin makes an appearance. Is he a force ghost? Is he a, a right. memory? Some combination of the two. Um, we're getting a lot of the high fantasy. So, so Braylon isn't like a Sith. He's or something a else. He's skull. A, yeah. Correct. Skull, he sorry, is a yeah. dark Jedi. So do they do they go over what dark Jedi are in any other media? Um they as far as um like live action or animated media, I don't think there are any canon representations of dark Jedi. Huh. Okay. Um of course That's they cool. appear often in legends. Um the most common, or the the first example that jumps to my mind is um, uh, Dark Forces. Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> not Dark Forces Two. Uh, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast, mm. the sequel to Dark Forces Two. Yeah, uh, with Jarek and his gang. Okay. Um, spoilers for a game that came out yeah, <laughs> right, years ago. Right. At, this, at this point, you know, yeah. I think you're safe. We, we've we all seen Rebels and Clone Wars, I assume, right? I think I, only Emily's the only one I don't know for a fact. If you oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I've seen, okay. I've seen Rebels and Clone Wars, yeah. Okay. Um, so what's really kind of interesting about this show, which um, is that from what we've gotten so far with the shows to now, we have... Everything is kind of at a more a slightly more mainstream level, whereas if you weren't into Rebels and Clone Wars, you could easily right. get into it. Every Obi Wan, Book of Boba Fett, whether you know your opinions on it, whatever you know, that's aside. Um, the Mandalorian, especially, right? Uh, and Andor versus mm-hmm. this show, Ahsoka. If you, you are rewarded for being a deep fan who did appreciate and watch rebels and clone wars and if yeah. you didn't i think this is a show that you're really going to struggle with a lot i, I, that's just I would my assume opinion, so because yeah. right, if, you, if you literally didn't watch clone wars didn't watch you know rebels you're not really going to understand the context of these characters like you you're still following more or less what's going on because they yeah. they did you know and that's again probably part of why i was more bored in the first few episodes is because they were doing some stuff that was like kind of giving context to like who these characters are a little bit you know like mm-hmm. um and which was information that i didn't need to know because i already knew it right yeah um but no i which is interesting right because they're almost like introducing it to people but you know that those people who need an introduction to it are probably not interested (laughs) 
it's just right (laughs) right oh yeah they're either not watching it at all because they don't care or if they are watching it they need probably more information than what you're giving them like a lot right yeah it's yeah it's for no one uh because it's definitely like they're they're taking like that marvel approach where it's like look you either you saw the old stuff or you didn't Uh uh-huh yeah 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 Filoni is, you know, most people know Filoni as the architect behind, you know, he's the Lucas guy. He was kind of his his protege. Like, he was hired by Lucas. He stuck around with the transition to Disney. And he's been the architect behind Clone Wars and and Rebels and and also um, just all the animated content he's been involved with. And um, now he's, you know, making the transition over to live action. He's done so with The Mandalorian already. He's doing it with this, this show with Ahsoka. And um, yeah, I mean, it's rewarding if you invested in the stuff that a lot of people dismissed as, you know, kids shows as you know, one off content that wasn't worth their time. You know, he takes care of you. That's what Filoni's known for. He's the passionate Star Wars fan that wants you to know that he cares about what you care about. I mean, yeah, it came across in Rebels and the Clone Wars. Um, wow. Those were great shows. And these are characters that he's he's been with like the whole time. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting to see that that carried forward. Yeah, let's let's do this now. So we'll start with Catherine. Catherine, what is like one highlight of the show that you've really, really enjoyed? And then maybe something that you maybe don't like as much if you have something negative. One highlight. Man, that is hard. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Balin Skull. Uh, I love his character. Um, everything he's got going on is uh, very uh, engrossing into... Uh, what his background is and how he approaches things and what his goals are. Uh, yeah, also, rest he's in very peace, attractive. by the way. Yes, uh, unfortunate for Ray Stevenson passing away. Great character. So far. Uh, but yeah, Balin's school so far character. has been a fantastic character to see on screen, and I'm looking forward to further resolution on what I already know, but I'm not going to talk about because spoilers. <laughs> is there anything you, you, you haven't really liked about the show? Something I have not really liked. Um, the silence means it's a good sign. It means you really like it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, come back to me. Maybe I'll okay. think of something. Sure, sure. Uh, Emily, highlighted yeah. something you don't like. So, yeah, so far, my favorite scene, scene sequence, whatever, has been, you know, the whole Anakin, you know, force vision or whatever it was dream sequence like you know that's that was just really like cool and emotional and all that stuff and you know um as especially as somebody who's seen both clone wars and rebels right like that was a big like you know throwback moment um and all that so that was like that's like a scene that like majorly you know sticks out to me as something i really love um as far as gripes or whatever, uh, so I'm going to say that um, Balin's Apprentice, whose name I don't even remember. Shin Hattie. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I feel like I, I just personally have felt like her character is a little corny and also doesn't have enough like underpinning like she's just sort of there like like balen has this thing he's like a dark jedi whatever blah 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 but like she's just sort of like there being sort of like 
corny and emo and i don't know i don't know how to feel about her (laughs) like well like what what are her motivations yeah she we have no motivations we have we know literally nothing about her other than she's over enthusiastic about like force choking people and stabbing them with lightsabers that's all that's all that i know about her and i i wish she i wish there was more to her like that's Uh, that's i guess i would say probably well, watch episodes episode six emily okay well yes, i haven't got there the yet, next episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay so maybe after episode six i will change that opinion but yeah so for, far, the, for those listening emily has not seen episode six so we're just being mindful of that in our conversation yeah. or you know you the listener may or may not have seen episode six yeah true yeah. so we're it's being mindful of me. you even though we issued the spoiler alert warning i would hope i would hope that would have been enough <laughs> I mean, yeah. six just came out, so that's uh, true. But yeah. but by the time people hear this, right, by it's the different time for us than it is them. Comes yeah. Out, yeah, it's all yeah. weird for everybody. It's weird. It's just you know, weird. That's the, the downside about podcasting is it happens in the past. It happens mm-hmm. in the past. Hello, yeah. people in the future. Am I more <laughs> handsome in the future? <laughs> um, Andrew, what about yeah, you? we are. Yeah, um, uh, boy, this is. I would say, like, this is one of the most like beautiful shows i think that the 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 cinematography the even like the cgi is incredible you can tell that there's just so much attention to detail there um and uh the the sound mixing the the audio is also spectacular and incredible and they do like these really cool things where um you know if they allude to like the dark side of the forest they'll have like a sound clip of like darth vader inhaling or something like they they do these like little tweaks that our, the FX our, budget is yeah is, oh, like man. like Rogue One yeah <laughs> so no good. seriously it is it's it's like that it's so great um I would say that I, I honestly also want to Balin is such a huge um highlight and and is incredible one of my favorite characters the second is um uh Fulcrum the droid that uh Hu oh, Yang Hu Yang okay so Hu Yang Fulcrum the, was Ahsoka right. Oh, yeah, that was her coast okay, call. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so Hu Yang, the, uh, the the droid has been um, fun, offers some good like uh, comic relief and is, I think, one of the more like well-developed characters on the show yep. as well. Um, and if I have to go to my grape, which is, um, you know, if I, I feel like Hu Yang and um, uh, Balin are probably the two more developed characters that are on the show. Um, and, uh, I, I was really kind of struck in this and it came to me kind of in, when I was watching episode four again, at like how little dialogue there actually was in the first couple episodes. I'm not saying like more exposition, but most characters like in episode four, most characters don't have lines that are longer than one or two sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that that is leading to some of the characters to me feeling flat and and maybe one dimensional where you have um, uh, you have Ahsoka who is angry. You have um, uh, Sabine who is angry um, <laughs> and you have Hera who is annoyed Um and sometimes like and and that's and that's kind of it um yeah yeah so and sabine scenes are very short with each other right yeah and that's my take and then also part of it too is 
that there apparently is a rift between like Ahsoka and Sabine. I think they bring it up in episode four where um, Ahsoka had betrayed Sabine some way and possibly gotten um, Ursa Ren and maybe her brother killed, like her family killed. Um, And I don't know if that's in different media, but part of me is like, well, why isn't that season one? Like if we're taking off right after um, Rebels, like that may have been a better season one than, you know, tracking down MacGuffins. Probably too late to pay that off too right now. In, a, yeah. in the first season. Absolutely. Um, I'll go really quick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, to echo, I echo a lot of what Andrew said. Um, I, I struggle a lot. I think there is a, a bit of a back and forth with, with folks on where they stand on, on Sabine. Um, I like Sabine as a character in Rebels. I really struggle with Sabine in this show. Um, I, she's betrayed Ahsoka multiple times, and I kind of i'm just wondering like what do you do what are you doing here like what is your job what are you trying to accomplish because you're you know she's always been kind of more rogue but she's very destructive in this show it, it, it in a level of chaotic that is I, i'm wondering like what they're what what they're trying to get at with how they're writing her character um and uh yeah i mean as you said ahsoka and sabine together they they the dialogue is the shortest of like of any scene um when they're when they're in the same room there's really not much that they say to each other it's very short and quick and I know people say, well, that's on purpose. I get it. Um, Could be. But it doesn't mean that I, it, it doesn't mean it's good um, or super engaging. So uh, I think Sabine, it might be on the cusp of a bigger, you know, character arc that we're kind of been just waiting on. I would hope uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of characters and a lot of them are not really fleshed out. And those that are, are fleshed out from previous media that we, we are, we've already been exposed to. Yeah. So there's a, yeah, there's a bit of a challenge. Um, so the thing I really like though, let me just, I said the thing I don't really like, the thing I really do like about it, um, is I'm here for Hayden's redemption. He's gotten multiple opportunities to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I absolutely yeah. love that Star Wars has done that with Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks in yeah. the Mandalorian yep. and also mm-hmm. what they've done with Hayden. Um, I, it's awesome. That and very cool. it, it, he, they both deserve it. Um, it makes me emotional. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's just really important to me. And um, that episode with Ahsoka um, and Hayden, not only was it really cool, but that might be one of the greatest transitions, uh, like character transitions of Anakin walking away and then come becoming Vader. And then like in, in the, in the heat of battle, uh, mm-hmm. Manny and I were watching it together and we screamed. Like, I wish we would have <laughs> recorded it. We were <laughs> screaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, we were. It was. It was just awesome. So it made me feel like, uh, you know, the kind of nostalgia and great feelings as a kid when you watch this stuff. Um, it made me feel like a kid again. So I, I really, really, that episode. I really needed it. Was that episode four or five? I'm that was five. Because that's the one I did. Yeah. yeah, I was five. I really needed that kickstart because I was kind of sleeping on the show until that episode. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I, I I think that they did a good job of tasteful fan service for that, and and the things that we wanted to see with Ahsoka and her relationship with Anakin. Um, I don't think that's gonna save the writing, just making a bunch of cameos, and I think the show knows that. So uh, again, we'll 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 see. But that those are my thoughts. Any re- any rebuttal, Catherine? You've been quiet. I'm really curious. Uh, I disagree with so many things. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> I great. I think it's all awesome. That's oh, good. But where's Zeb? <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you were tapped into things that I, I completely missed too. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not doubting that, that, you know, I, I might even be coming uh, at this from a point of ignorance for sure. Yeah. You, you ignorant man. I'm just also easy to please. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a, and that's, that's the thing. I wish I was more like that. Um, I, uh, I, I'm not the biggest proponent of Dave Filoni as like a live action director, but I, I love him. So I, you know, I, I think he's a, a huge part of the success of Star Wars moving forward. Um, and if he takes over for Lucasfilm, I think that would be great. Um, like I wouldn't mind that, but, uh, he's, we're lucky to have him. And I think this yeah. show is going to stand out as one of the better shows when it's all said and done. Um, I think I would put it around Obi-Wan, whether it be better or worse. I don't know. It's not over yet. Um, oh, it's definitely better than Obi-Wan. Andor is, yeah, Andor I is the, much. Yeah. I would put it as better than Obi-Wan. I think sure. Andor is probably unanimously like number one for a while. Sure. It's hard um, to top, though. And then will it be, as, yeah, Ahsoka number two would make sense. Um, I liked Obi-Wan, so I put it still as number two or three. But um, I like Obi-Wan, but yeah. it has it has some very big flaws. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this show, I mean, you and I disagree on this, but I think this show has some pretty big flaws for, like, four episodes. Um, but you and I, again, don't see eye to eye on that. So it's just, like, it, our, yeah. our lists will be different. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, of, of what we're doing here is we get to... Arguments are more fun. Gets the people going, Indeed. you know? <laughs> that's right. Pick well, a side. In that case, team pick a side audience, get excited because Nick is just wrong about yeah. everything. <laughs> Well, I'm 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 used to being wrong about a lot of things. Good. <laughs> I, wa- I wanted to say something more animated and interesting, but I couldn't think of something on the hot spot. Catherine, you're pretty good at like putting people down and like really putting oh, them in their sure. place. Oh, sure. I, I, I admire that. I about love you. to throw out some quips. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'm not ready for it. I'm like, whoa! It's it's good. It's like, oh gosh. I I only do that about people I really care about. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a no, type yeah, of love I, language. I've heard it's a, it's definitely a term exactly. of endearment for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, I, I definitely say... I, I think that the show is better than Obi-Wan. It's better than oh, Boba God, Fett. Yes. Book of Boba Fett in my book. Uh, and uh, I, I will be I will be sticking with it. Um, yeah. For, and it's been getting better. So I like what I've seen so far. One thing... Um, I mean, I'm also... I feel like I'm also holding it to such a high bar because, like, I loved Rebels so much. Um, and Sabine is also one of my probably my favorite character like one of my favorite characters in the star wars universe like period from rebels so i was also definitely coming at in, into this with like uh you know uh i guess maybe higher expectations than i would have given some other properties as well oh and then Hera too i mean Hera is also one of my favorite characters just from like i i even in the alphabet squadron books you know, I'm like, I'm coming into this being like, oh, like the hair that I know from like the books and stuff is like, is it is a certain way. And uh, it, this may be differing from my expectations of that. Yeah, you know, what I'd really like on my wish list is a little bit more mention of Kanan Jarrus. I, I think only once now have I heard <laughs> his name been spoken. Um, Kanan is 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 an incredible character made by disney one of the best characters yeah, that I disney has Kanan. created yeah kanan's phenomenal yeah. um some sort of integration or or memory doesn't have to be a flashback doesn't have to be any cameo like weird flashback cameo but something um because i i, I think he's being overshadowed by just the fact that well so, sorry spoilers that he's dead so it's just, <laughs> just like we won't talk yeah. about him because he's dead <laughs> like well <laughs> come on 
Uh, any last words on Andor or Andor Ahsoka? <laughs> I, I see. I think about Andor way too much. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. Political say, problem. We, we know. We know. I'm looking heads forward out, yeah. to the last yeah. two episodes, and I think uh, yes. there is a lot of potential within them to shore up a couple things that are still missing in the narrative, and uh, of course, deliver us a, an amazing conclusion. Yeah. No. Just definitely recommend. That's you know, that's where I'm at. Like. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it won't be Andor because it's difficult to top that. But you know, 100% recommend it for sure, especially for anyone who's seen Clone Wars and Rebels. And, and a formal invitation to fight me in the ring if anybody doesn't like Andor. <laughs> um. All right, guys. So, uh, I'm just gonna quickly just drop a couple of upcoming events for you all. Um, by the time you listen to this, Dragonfall will be coming up in a few days on October 7th and 8th in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. So if you are in the Chicagoland or Wisconsin area and want to support a great cause, it's for charity. We'll be having two official X-Wing uh, events on both the 7th and 8th, like store champ uh, level style. And we'll be streaming that. Andrew and I will be there. Yeah. So check that out. We'll drop the link in the description or as well as our... Go ahead. I was going to say, if you don't mind just taking a long drive, don't even have to be in the area. Come out and say hi. It we're worth it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We are. Uh, we also have the Windy City Trials Turkey Trot Store Champ on November 18th at Good Games Chicago. Uh, we have opened registration for that. We'll include a link as well for that if you're interested in visiting us at our local game store. Um, I'd like to throw over to Emily and Catherine to give their shout outs. We'll start with Catherine. Oh, sure. Uh, so if we can shout out anything. Yeah. Cool, I got Sure. Get his answers. <laughs> no, not an insult. Uh, two quick things. Of course, uh, you are uh, plugging upcoming events. There's also PAX Unplugged December 1st. I will be there. Yes. Um, that's in Philadelphia. And then um, uh, as far as a shout out, I'm uh, very big on uh, ending the fur industry. So feel free to check out something called Save a Fox. And um, be aware. Much appreciated. I do enjoy the Indeed. Safe Fox content. They are awesome. Emily. Yeah, well, obviously I have to shout out my own uh, content. So, <laughs> you know, uh, if you want to hear some content that's more, a lot about games and occasionally about X-Wing, uh, head over to the Midwest Scrubcast on your preferred podcast platform. And we also have a Discord that is uh, fairly active if you're into the whole Discord community thing. Um, you can find, uh, I think on most of our episodes, there's a link to our Discord if you if you want to get on, get in on the Discord conversation, which again is mostly about games and occasionally about X-Wing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we have a blog technically, but um, I think it's dying. So, but if you want to... <laughs> if you want to sales pitch, please... <laughs> Oh my God. If you want to catch it before it draws its last you, breath. Yeah. <laughs> it's dying like this game, I swear. <laughs> no, no. I think X-Wing is leaving our blog behind, I think is what's happening. Um, but we do technically have a blog. There's some stuff out there. Maybe there's some relevant content on our blog, but you can check that out. It's also under Midwest Scrub. It should be easily findable. I don't remember the... I don't even remember the URL. It's been that long since I thought well, about we'll the We'll take care of that for you. I but got yeah, you. Can, you, can link, you can link the people to where they need to go. I got you. Um, uh, is it a GeoCities? Uh... <laughs> it's a WordPress, uh, it's a WordPress site. Okay. Yes, yeah, WordPress. Yeah. It's like midwestscrub.wordpress.com or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, yep. Uh, that's maybe it. That was beautiful. I just beautiful. both of you. <laughs> Amazing. You're just fantastic. All right. Uh, Andrew, anything before I close this off? I was just going to say, yeah, you can find our Tumblr. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> on that uh, note. Uh, join us on MySpace, 312. We just want to get on all the, the almost uh, dead platforms. Um, but no, I um, if you're in the area, if you're at Dragonfall, if you come to the Turkey Trot too, always feel free to say hi. Uh, we would love to, to hear from you. And uh, you can also send us uh, um, an email um, or uh, join our, our Discord if you have any questions. And uh, you can also drop some questions that we might uh, ask on, get answered on the show. Yeah, and exactly. we really appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah. All right. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode, as Andrew said. And thank you, Emily and Catherine, for joining us tonight. It was an amazing conversation. And I, I really enjoyed the cathartic experience of talking about Ahsoka. That was great. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, when we return, I will break down my experience at Golden State Games. It'll be my second year in a row going to that, and Manny will be back joining us in the cockpit for that episode. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitch, where we live stream tons of X-Wing and other things like me struggling immensely on Grandmaster at Jedi Survivor. Uh, you, could watch our, uh, you could watch our edited videos on our YouTube channel. You can go and like our page on Facebook, and then if that isn't enough, we also do have a Discord. So click the link in the podcast description. All the links will be there for everything we mentioned. And we look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, for 312 Squadron, I'm Nick Sperry. And I'm Andrew Kuba. And I'm Catherine. And you two go. <laughs> and Emily. Woo! Bye. Thanks for having us. <laughs>